1: Hey everybody, hope you're well. Welcome back to the Betting Weekly podcast, the UEFA Champions League edition. The uh, premier competition in Europe is about to kick off and we've got lots and lots to get into. Joining me to do so uh, today, joining me to look ahead to the games and give their best picks. uh, Steve Wiss, welcome to the show, mate. How are you? Harry, I'm doing all right, thanks. I hope you, uh, you are well. I've had better days, had better days, a long trip up to Old Trafford, a wasted trip, a horrible journey back and problems this morning, but it is what it is, we move. Uh, also uh, back on the show, Daniele Fusichella, our resident Italian football specialist, how are you, sir?
2: So, all good, so Steve, all, all good, all good, yeah, good Good. good weekend, looking forward to, to this Champions League uh, about to start, of course.
1: Indeed, it is just about to kick off, and there's some cracking games in the first round. You know, sometimes the group stages can produce games that are a little bit dull, a little bit mundane, but lots of exciting fixtures are coming up. Let's um, let's start with Steve, and and let's start with uh, the game between PSG and Juventus. You've both got an opinion in this one, so I'm interested to hear from you guys. Steve, uh, take it away, being our French football man.
0: Yes, and also hello, uh, Daniele, by the way. Hope you're doing all right today, uh, my friend. Good match to start with, Harry, this one. I think probably on Tuesday is the standout game, perhaps across the whole card, actually. Um, I mean, I've got a pick for this game and it's actually PSG on the minus 1.25 Asian handicap. So for those who are not aware of that selection, if they win by exactly one goal, we'll lose half the bet. I need them to win by two or more goals for the bet to win fully. But uh, I just think that PSG, we we do know that this is their priority competition. It's as simple as that. They've never won this before. And even though they will be expected to comfortably come out of the group stages, they are going to be really fired up for this game, full focus on it. And they're in good form. They're scoring a lot of goals this season. Only one team has given them any trouble at all, and that was Monaco. And the thing about Monaco, they've got quite a... They're capable of pressing quite high, getting in their faces, really giving it a good go. And I'm not sure this Juventus team, Daniele will tell us a bit more about uh, Juventus, I'm sure. But I've looked at the XG stats for Juventus this season and they their XG is less than a goal in every single game apart from the first round, which was against Sassuolo, who I do believe played quite an open style. But they had an XG of 0.7 against Fiorentina at the weekend. That's not going to cut it here against PSG. They're going to come here, they're going to sit deep. And uh, invite plenty of pressure on themselves. Try and defend stoutly, but that's what PSG want teams to do against them because they've got the quality to unlock that sort of defence. So I just think it'll be a sort of a matter of time before PSG break them down, and it might take a bit of time. But I think once one got one goal, goal goes in, they will be good for uh, probably a couple more. And if I had to actually predict it, this game, I'd say PSG probably win to nil. Actually, I wouldn't. Looking at these offensive numbers for Juventus. I don't think they were actually going to score in Paris, to be honest with you. But um, I do like this Asian handicap because even if Juve do get on the score sheet, PSG are very capable of uh, scoring three or more themselves. So this this home handicap, minus 1.25, they're in great form. Tails are up. They will really focus on this game. They want to make a statement to the rest of Europe here, I think. So um, I just can't get away from from PSG. At very worst, they should win the game. But I think it's by two or more myself. Daniele, let's have your thoughts on this particular fixture.
2: Well, I think uh, Steve is spot on with the numbers of Juventus, but unfortunately, uh, the numbers, uh, they tell a very bad story uh, for Juve. The story is that they haven't really improved so far since last season. Uh, They are not creating many chances. They're not scoring many goals. They struggle even to get touches on the boxes, and we can break down this later. But my picks for for this one is very similar to what... uh, Steve is saying, I am expecting a large wins for PSG, uh, a, a game with a lot of goals, with PSG share most of the goals, so I'm going to go for an over 2.5 goals, that doesn't pay amazingly well, so you have to combine it with the most likely person in the PSG squad to score, which is Kylian Mbappe, so over 2.5 goals, and Mbappe on the score sheet, that pays plus 114, uh, which I think is a, is, a, is a good price considering the form that Mbappe is in and often he delivers on a Champions League night. Coming back to Juventus, come back uh, after very two disappointing games, I must say. One, they won in midweek against Spezia, but they scored early and then the, the rhythm went down, the game went flat, it was same old, same old, very boring. Yes, effective Juventus, but then at the, at the weekend, when they travelled to Firenze, They took the lead early against Milik, but then they didn't create anything. Zero shots on target. The goal from Milik is a deflected free kick anyway, Mm -hmm. so it cannot be considered a shot on target, if you like. And they surrender completely possession to Fiorentina. And this is what happens with Allegri. If they score early, you're in for a boring game, or at least in Serie A, because they're going to just play positional defence. And I'm sorry... The 70s are long gone. You have to play more progressive football. You need to be more uh, up front with the, with the team that Juventus has. And I know they still have got injuries. You know they still got issues with Pogba. by still got Chiesa out. I know. But with the players they got, they should do a little bit more. And then, you know, Allegri left Vlaovic on the bench for 90 minutes. Vlaovic, who scored two goals in the previous two games, is the most likely scorer. Why did they leave him out? Because he wants to preserve it for PSG comes after the game and Allegri says well the game that we really need to win is the one against Benfica home so why are you leaving Blaovic any way out to preserve him for Paris for war get him a beating it's not acceptable I think Allegri is letting himself down he's letting his supporters down and you know the changes are not positive either he took out at the halftime the Schil- Di Maria for the Chilio it's it, it's all going wrong for you. I think they are effective in, in Serie A. They're probably going to be there or there about to fight for the title, but I don't think they got a pedigree to really cut it into a tough group. I think they're going to scrape it through. They're probably going to scrape it against Benfica. But they're gonna be soundly beaten by uh, PSG. You know PSG at home in the Champions League group stages. They're good. They only lost one of the last thirty Champions League group stages at home, and that was against Man United in 2020. They're not gonna lose this one. Let's you know. Let's be honest. They're gonna win this one. So I think it's gonna be another two point five goals. Mbappe to score plus under fourteen. Yes, Juventus. My nick goal. Maybe. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, I I, I would be surprised if he's anything uh, less than than a large score for PSG. Uh,
1: Steve, let's come back to you, mate, because um, your next pick involves uh, one of the teams that Daniele mentioned in passing there, Benfica. Uh, They take on Maccabi Haifa. Tell us about this
0: one. Yeah, and by the way, the price for my pick on that minus 1.25 on PSG is minus one thirty. But uh, obviously, with PSG being in this group, I've, I've done quite a bit of research into the other teams because I need to know my stuff now. Um, but um, I've watched quite a bit of Maccabi Hyper, actually, in the qualifying. And I, I promised myself whatever group they ended up in, whether it be Champions League or Europa, I'm taking the goals in every single match blind because this guy, these guys... Only know one way to play, and that is attack and have a go. And um, they've had they had many chances to uh, sort of control the game and shut up shop in the qualifying matches, but they didn't do it. And remember, you know, over ten million is on the line here at at, at times. So I think they've only got one strategy, and that is to attack. And they're going to come here to Benfica, and uh, quite a lot of sides would just come and try and park the bus, maybe get a draw, and and, and get out of there with it, or a low scoring sort of defeat even but i think they're going to actually try and have fun score some goals attack they haven't got a defensive structure for me and benfica i've got to say of all the main european leagues probably the portuguese league is the one i know least about um which is kind of ironic because i've got actually got two picks involving portuguese teams this week but uh benfica i did watch a bit of them in the qualifying and they looked pretty strong solid you know you know them and porto are strong sides in from portugal and um yeah, they're the 1.2 favorites two uh, zero favorites here. really short-priced favourite to win. Um, but I like the goals. I think over three goals. Um, I'm just trying to find my price here for this uh, pick, but it's uh, I think it's minus 125 for this one. Minus 132, actually, uh, Harry. But over three goals. So if it's three goals exactly, we'll get a refund. Uh, any more than three goals will win the pick. But I think Benfica can cover this line on their own. And I actually think Maccabi Haifa can contribute because they're going to get chances... Hopefully, they'll take one of them and probably most likely scoreline here would be 3-1-4-1 to Benfica, in my opinion. You could look at taking the Benfica handicap, but uh, in a match where I think both can contribute, it makes more sense to take the goal line. And uh, like I said, uh, from what I've seen of uh, both sides, and this should be quite an open game and, uh, and contain plenty of goals. So, over three goals at minus 132, a bit of a safe selection, but I like it.
2: I agree with Steve. I think it's going to be it's going to be it could be a golf first. I think these two teams come from the qualifying rounds, but the golfing class between these two is quite wide. If you look at the way Maccabi Haifa qualified against Red Star Belgrade, they were lucky. You know, at the Maracana, there was an own goal, a keeper, a keeper howler. They should not have gone through. I think Red Star Belgrade is a better, better team, and you know they took a beating as well when they traveled to Apollon Limassol, having beat them four 0 at home, and then they lost two 0 Whereas Benfica. Had a very easy route, you know. They beat Mijil and they beat Dynamo Kiev. That you can ha- that you can argue they are better team than Maccabi Haifa. Maccabi Haifa is also a physical team. I don't think this Benfica is going to be troubled this by by any stretch of imagination. Look, you can you can choose any 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 angles here. You can go over three goals, over 3.5, 3.5 goals. I had a look as well on Bat Rivers this morning, and I think uh, you can you can definitely say benfica to to win and you can combine it with uh, gonzalo ramos to score for examples that that goes that pays plus hundred the why gonzalo ramos because he's one of the best prospects in portuguese football he's 21 years old he has already scored six goals this season four goals in the champions league last season only scored eight but he was playing second fiddle to darby nunez so this this is this is his time to shine this is a good this this is a good this is a good this is a good side you can score against. So yeah, I, I would go for that one, although it's not my official unofficial pick. But yeah, I do agree with Steve completely. This could be a large win for uh, for Benfica.
1: Nice one, guys. Uh, Daniele, Napoli versus Liverpool. Never easy going to the San Paolo, is it?
2: No, it's never easy. And I think uh, there is a history between Napoli and Liverpool, which is in favour of Napoli. 2018-2019, uh, they beat Liverpool, 1-0 and 2-0, two complete different Napoli sides. So let's not make comparison. Whereas Liverpool, obviously most of the players are still there. I think in the summer, we underestimated Napoli quite a lot because of the transfers and because of the transfers that were not happening. We know we replaced a lot of experienced players, Insigne, Mertens, Koulibaly, Fabio Ruiz, etc., but now they got a very competitive starting eleven, a very different starting eleven from last season. I think the difference between Insigne and Cavascello, it's so blatant. You know, Cavascello is more direct. He attacks the space. He runs into people. Insigne liked a lot, like to come across and come to ball more. It's a different Napoli, which can stretch defenses a lot and it could create. Liverpool problems also because, you know, simen is in good form. And, you know, the new signings, they seem to work. You know, Kim seem to have replaced Koulibaly very well. Let's see what he does in the European stage and against, obviously, Darwin Nunes or Luis Diaz. But, you know, man for man at the moment, considering also the injuries that Liverpool has, I don't think this Napoli side is too far away from Liverpool. And they could give them a little bit of trouble, I think. Um I think the fact is that uh, sometimes Spalletti rotates a lot of players, and we saw that in the Italian league that didn't work. For example, midweek last last week when they against Lecce they drew, but he changes six players. If he sticks to the 43 and to the starting eleven that we all know, considering that you know they got a strong defense, uh, they got a good midfield, they can give Liverpool a good game. I don't know if they're gonna win it or not, but Liverpool is struggling at the moment to control the games. But let's not fool ourselves. They were last year, the finalist, probably the second best team in the competition behind Manchester City. And they lost in the final against Real Madrid because Thibaut Courtois, probably the best keeper in the world, the second best keeper in the world. I don't know. Uh, he was amazing. But they are still creating chances. And at the weekend, if it wasn't for Jordan Pickford, that game could finish 3-2 for Liverpool. Also, Alisson made a lot of, <coughs> lot, of, lot of saves. So it's not a nil-nil after all. I think... The question with Napoli is, will they play with the same intensity, with the same anger that Everton showed? These are very different circumstances. These are very different games. I think in quality-wise, Napoli is much better than Everton. No doubt about it. But it's about the intensity, that being in Liverpool's face. Coming to the pick, both to score and over 2.5 goals, which I think because both teams have got a lot of goal scorers in them, it pays all right. I think it pays minus 109 and uh yeah, I could expect a lot of goals in the San Paulo as well.
1: Nice one. Fingers crossed, we get a cracking game there. Uh Steve, let's come back to you, mate. Uh, you've got a Marseille shirt hanging behind you, and they're involved uh in your last pick uh, for this round of Champions League fixtures. Marseille, take on Tottenham. Uh tell us about the game.
0: Well, I don't know who's gonna be the bigger Marseille fan here, myself or you, Harry, because uh the Marseille Steve, team is either <laughs> ex-Arsenal pros or half the current Arsenal team, isn't it? So I think it's a great game. And I actually, I look at the prices here and and Tottenham are minus favourites, $2 favourites and more. I think that's a ridiculously short price. And I get why they are the favourites to win the game. But I think Marseille are massively disrespected here. They have started the season really well in France. They're looking really strong. They've got a new manager, Igor Tudor, this season. They've got a 3-4-3 system that he's been employing. They've got a massive squad. And the, the wing-backs are especially doing well. Jonathan Claus and Tavares, of course, on loan from Arsenal. And um, they're playing really good football. And they can get in behind Tottenham here. Tottenham are the favourites. They're expected to be on the front foot. And, uh, and, and really, um, you know, if they didn't win the game, there'll be a bit of outcry, I think, from their fans, from the media. The pick I like for the game is goals. I like over 2.75 goals here and uh, I mean I could just take a straight uh, over two and a half line but I think we'll get a bit more juice at minus one ten. I think it's going to be an open game of football because Marseille, the way I've seen them this season, they're not going to just come and park the bus. This is actually really the first time they're a genuine underdog in a game so there's a few question marks there. So, you know, I, I do hope the manager doesn't just come with a defensive approach but they've got, even if they do that, they've got Options on the break who can hurt Spurs? Am I convinced about the Tottenham Tottenham defense this season? Not especially. I think at times they've looked solid, but teams have been able to score on them. And I think Marseille. I think both teams to scores a great price here minus one one four. You could even definitely look at that one. I mean, Spurs are probably the most likely team to win, but I don't think it's going to be an avalanche. I think they win by maybe one goal. Marseille are very capable of keeping them close here. They've got goals in them. Spurs, obviously, we know their offensive strength anyway. The likes of Kane, Son, and all that lot. Yeah, they they're, they're going to naturally hit the back of the net. I think something like a 2-1 win, 3-1, maybe even 3-2 to Spurs is likely. So I like the over 2.75 uh, here at the minus uh, 110. And I mean, I don't know what you think here, Harry. I mean, you know, I'm sure you keep your close eye on Spurs. You know, they do say keep your en- enemies close, don't they? So uh, I don't know how you think they're going to approach the game. but um... It's,
1: it's going to be interesting because, um, you know, <laughs> I'd imagine that in Europe, they'll be a little bit more conservative than they have been in the Premier League in terms of the way they go at teams. Um, You know, Antonio Conte is going to play that back five with the wingbacks. You know, he's going to play that way. That's the way that Antonio Conte's teams have always played. But you're right about Marseille. You know, they do have goals in them. They do have threat in them. You know, even Nuno Tavares, who I've been watching very closely since he's gone. Uh, over to Marseille brings a threat from wing-back. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be the goal-scorer, so don't take it as a pick or anything. But, you know, it just goes to show, doesn't it, that this Marseille side have got goals from mm-hmm. all different positions. And Spurs need to be wary of them, for sure. Definitely. I think they're...
2: I think with Marseille, first of all, we had to ask Steve whether is, is Payet going to be fit to play?
0: Touch and go. I think, you know, there was a precautionary thing at the weekend that uh, I mean, he took off after 59 minutes in the midweek round. Didn't risk him here. Look, I'm not sure Payet would start anyway. I think he might be used just to an impact sub. So we'll have to wait and see with that.
2: No, but I think, I think with Marcelli, no, you know, with, with the choice of, choice of the manager, Tudor, who I saw it the last two years in Italy, they've done a really, really brave choice and they changed the style from Sampaoli to Tudor completely. Last season with São it was more about keeping possession, pass, 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 trying to dominate possession in the opposition half, slow build-up. Many games last year for Marsilia were no goals. They didn't score. They kept kept, uh, the the clean sheet as well. Low-scoring games. I think with Tudor, you can see a complete different style. They're much more aggressive. Uh, They tend to uh, press higher. It's, if you like, if he's a manager that tried to match Antonio Conte's style, it's probably Tudor. And I think it's very brave for Tudor to go into Marcel to test himself in one of the biggest stages in Europe, of course, the Champions League, after a season of Verona and Udinese where he was only asked to, to get them saved. And they recruited well, I think. You know, we mentioned, of course, Tavares, Sanchez, Veretou. They had a little bit of experience. Luis Suarez from Granada is having a good season. So, yeah. These these are all good signs, but you know don't underestimate Spurs. Of course, last season they had the Premier League top scorer in Son. Kane is in form. They got options of options from the bench. Kuluseski, whatever. So both to score, yes, absolutely. I like it. I think I think it's a good idea. Both to score and over 2.5 goals, even better if you want to be a little bit more uh, speculative. But yeah, I can't see. I agree with Steve. I can't see Spurs trashing Marcel in this case.
1: Totally agree. And fingers crossed as well uh, for that one. Uh, let's go uh, back to you, Daniele, uh, for the final pick. It involves Inter, who, of course, lost the derby della Madonnina at the weekend. Uh, they take on Bayern.
2: For me, this one, unfortunately, is going to be more misery for Inter. Uh, I don't think they're in a great state physically, in a great state of mind. So my pick is... Bayern Munich to win quite comfortably. I'm gonna go on the Asian handicap minus zero point seventy five plus one oh six, which means if they win by one goal, you lose half your stake. They need to be by win by two goals. So you got a little bit of a cushion there, if you like. Why I go, I've gone for that? Because I think uh, Bayern have started the season very, very, very well. Uh, there is a golfing class between Bayern and the Italian teams. It is exemplified by the fact that, for example, the last team to beat Bayern was Inter in 2011 after the Champions League in 2010. And then in 10 occasions, Bayern were unbeaten. They're much better. That's that's where they are. And they've started the season very well. They score for fun. They're not unbeatable, but by the way. you know, At the weekend, they drew against Union Berlin. Sometimes they got lapses in focus, lapses in concentration. Maybe they need to show a little bit more flexibility. But the addition of Mane is great. And for Inter, they were deservedly beaten at the weekend by Milan. I know the last 25 minutes, they were knocking on the door. Magnan was the man of the match in the end with three great saves, But the first 65 minutes, they were completely uh, dominated by Milan and a shocking defence by Inter. What I'm worried about Inter is the lack of quality they're showing now. Now that Lukaku is on the sideline, basically it's the same team like last season, less Perisic, which was the best player. And on the left-hand side, who's going to play? Is it Gosens? Who never plays? He's Di Marco, Darmian. These are two defenders adapted. So all of a sudden, Inter is on the is on the back foot, if you like. And also, they seem to have lost the hunger that they had with Antonio Conte. So I'm not sure if Inzaghi is the man that can transmit the kind of the eyes of Tiger, if you like. The defense is a concern for Inter as well. They conceded eight goals in the in the last five in the in the league. They lost three to Milan, three to three one to Lazio, and you know already midweek. Last week, when they win 3-1 against Cremonese, I watched the game and I saw, well, if they do concede these chances to a top team, it's game over. And in fact, that's what happened against Milan. You know, you just have to look at the defenses of De Vrij, Bastoni. I wonder whether they need to change the keeper, give a chance to Onana and not Andanovic. He's not even making the easy saves anymore. But this is Inter. They got a lot of pride. They play at home and they showed in the last 25 minutes of the derby that they can actually, even when they got the back against the wall, create something. You know, they still have got quality. I don't know. Last season, we saw Inter going toe-to-toe with Real Madrid and lose twice. They saw saw Inter go toe-to-toe with Liverpool and lose at San Siro to nil. I think we might see a similar story here, and uh, Inter losing maybe by a couple of goals. So that's why I went for Bayern Munich, Asian handicap, minus 0.75, which is plus 106.
1: Fantastic stuff. Uh, that's all the guys' picks uh, for this first round of UEFA Champions League group stage action. Make sure that you are subscribed to the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast if you're listening to us on the audio platforms. And also be sure to give our handicappers handle a follow at Because We Win. Uh, there you'll find all the latest stuff, uh, lots of brilliant content as well. Nigel's been doing some cracking stuff from New York. Uh, as well, around the tennis. So, yeah, make sure you're following it. Otherwise, you'll be missing out. Make sure you follow the guys as well. Their handles will be in the description below. And we'll be back very, very soon with more. Until next time. Thank you, guys.
2: Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.